This podcast contains possible spoilers about comic books and adaptations. You've been warned. Hey Lance, what power would you pick if you had a photographic memory? I would turn on ESPN The Ocho, watch bowling, and then bowl the perfect game. Oh, that's good, yeah. Always get strikes. It would be amazing. Yeah, that's great. How about you? I would want to get a perfect five-star score on expert mode of Guitar Hero 3 through the Fire and the Flames by Dragon Force. You don't want, like, a marketable skill? Improve your drawing or you something? You chose bowling. Bowling's marketable. I can make money. But I can be a hero. A guitar hero. Welcome to Comic Book Keepers, where we talk about comic book characters, their history, and their impact on our lives. I'm Chris. And I'm Lance. And today we're talking about Taskmaster. Taskmaster is a very interesting character, Lance, and I think it's one of those characters that, you know, we jumped into this and we were like, yeah, it'll be fun. And there was a lot There's of surprises so with Taskmaster. Much. And yeah. and I think probably one of my favorite miniseries that I've read in recent Yes. Comics reading. And Mm -hmm. we'll definitely get to that. But it's such a really interesting character. This, of course, was inspired because Taskmaster is coming up in the Black Widow movie. We just did an episode on Black Widow and we thought, hey, let's um, see the other side of this and look at the villain that they're going to be featuring in this movie. And I'm glad we we took him on because he's really interesting and, and quite a formidable foe in the Marvel Comics universe. Yeah, I've always loved his design but it was really exciting to get to really dive in and find his storylines rather than just those little pieces that he when he pops up in random storylines yeah for sure so let's get into it Taskmaster is a hired assassin, mercenary, and one of the most elite fighters in the Marvel Comics universe, usually showing up as a villain, but he does ride kind of a gray area as an anti-hero as he's shown up in some of his own miniseries. We'll discuss those in a bit. He is a skilled tactician and is adept at various weapon skills and martial arts. His powers include photographic reflexes, which allow him to mimic any skill he sees. Taskmaster will not only train members of criminal organizations, but he has also been hired by governments as well. Now, I do want to point out yes. that's photographic reflexes, not yes. what I had originally thought was photogenic reflexes, which <laughs> would just mean he is very good at taking photos. Yeah, he can pose with the best of them. His abilities allow him to learn up to eight languages at a time. He's a master marksman along the lines of Hawkeye, Punisher, and Bullseye because he's mimicked their powers he's a master tactician seen against combat with iron man and captain america in the siege of asgard he has weapon mastery of bows and arrows like hawkeye guns like black widow and the punisher billy clubs from daredevil swords from black knight and silver samurai and even uses his own round shield like captain america what a copycat 
Yeah. He's also a meditation expert learning meditation techniques in Tibet that allowed him to slow his breathing to the point where he can survive without air for extended periods of time appearing to be dead. Kind of useful in certain situations. Yeah. It also helps to look like you're dead when you wear a skull mask. For sure. He does have a couple weaknesses, though. The downside of this ability to absorb and instantly learn things is that the more he absorbs, the more of his original life memories it erases. He cannot absorb physical feats that require superhuman abilities like Mr. Fantastic stretching or, you know, Thanos you know, smashing something or the Hulk, you know, hulking out like he can't. It's He's just a human. But uh, his photographic abilities and, and reflexes allow him to mostly focus on martial arts. But he can also, you know, duplicate things like counting cards or um, he can watch something, uh, a martial artist uh, on video and he can kind of mimic all of those abilities and instantly put it into uh, in, into practice. He can watch a video on how to land a plane and then land the plane, <laughs> which is something he did. That would have been really helpful to have growing up. There's also a couple of people in, in the universe which he hasn't been able to replicate, uh, most notably Deadpool, because he's Nuts. crazy and uh, is very unpredictable. And also uh, Moon Knight, Mark Spector, because he also kind of has some uh, psyche things and, and is also a little bit um, crazy as well and very unpredictable. So, But everybody else, uh, like major players in the Marvel Universe, he's been able to mimic both villains and good guys. And he is definitely one of the most formidable fighters in the Marvel Universe. As a little bit of backstory, he was born in the Bronx as Tony Masters, or at least that's what his real name is believed to be, but it hasn't been confirmed. And he discovered he had these abilities while watching a cowboy TV show and was able to mimic the rope tricks pretty instantly at a young age. He even became a star quarterback in high school and briefly considered becoming a superhero, but decided that being a villain earned more money. Which is amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, I can I can earn some dough with this. So after a couple of incidents of grand larceny, he decided that training thugs to fight heroes would earn a little bit more money than actually fighting the heroes himself. And it would also keep him more safe. So he started the Taskmaster Academy. And at least that's, you know, this is the story that we think we've known for years but like tony's memories there's a lot of truths buried so without spoiling too much taskmaster is not just an anti-hero but he's more of a tragic hero and once you read one of these storylines we're going to talk about it, it really makes you appreciate his uh, backstory and not ne necessarily feel for him but he's just becomes a really interesting villain yeah way way more complicated than a lot of people would see on the surface to find out more about this very complex villain and character, we're going to go into the archives. Taskmaster was created by writer David McElhaney and artist George Perez, whose name keeps popping up in our episodes. <laughs> so David McElhaney is a co-creator of Venom, Carnage, Scott Lang's Ant-Man, and War Machine. Some of Michelinie's earliest works include DC's House of Secrets and Swamp Thing. Funny enough, his Aquaman run that he did for Adventure Comics actually led to Aquaman returning to his own solo title. So raising popularity of a character that itself is misunderstood a lot of the time. Another fun fact for him is when he was under the pseudonym of Barry Jameson while he was writing DC's Karate Kid 
which you immediately think, oh, there's a comic book of Ralph Macchio out there. No, there is not. It's uh, funny enough, uh, Columbia Pictures, when they were making The Karate Kid, actually reached out for permission from DC to actually call the film Karate Kid because the comic already had the title. From 1987 to 1994, Michelini wrote the Amazing Spider-Man series, which had so many amazing moments during that time period. During that time, he worked with artist Todd McFarlane, who most people know from Spawn, and also being a co-creator of Venom. Eric Larson, who people will know from his, obviously I'm talking about it now, the Amazing Spider-Man covers, but then also uh, creator of Savage Dragon. And of course, Mark Bagley, who people know from his work on Thunderbolts, Ultimate Spider-Man, and then obviously, again, Amazing Spider-Man with his iconic run. George Perez also co-created an insane number of characters. Think Anti-Monitor, Starfire, Blackfire, Cyborg, Raven, Nightwing, Deathstroke, Trigon, and of course, Taskmaster. And Cheetah. We talked about him in the Cheetah episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just all over the place. One of the cheetahs, not, one, not the one original cheetah. Yeah, not the original, but, but one of them. But the uh, the third one. The Barbie third one. Her. Yep, the one that will be in the film. That so, if you haven't listened to our cheetah episode, go back and listen to that one. Uh, George Perez also obviously did the art for Crisis on Infinite Earths, Teen Titans, JLA, the and the Avengers, and also one of my personal favorite crossovers, which is the JLA Avengers crossover, which is where you get Superman holding. Caps, Shield, and Thor's Hammer. So, the only fun crossover. Perez was born in South Bronx, New York, with both of his parents uh, were from Puerto Rico, which is important because Perez would later go on to create a character called White Tiger, which was comics' first Puerto Rican superhero. Perez got involved in comic in- industry first as Rich Buckler's assistant in 1973. He made his professional debut at Marvel Comics with Astonishing Tales 25 in 1974 as a penciler for a little two-page satire for Buckler's character Deathlock, who was the main character of that series. Perez would go on to gain notoriety for his run on the Avengers throughout the 70s, and then shortly thereafter, creating Taskmaster, he would actually go on to work for DC, making some of those most iconic characters, Taskmaster made his first cameo appearance in Avengers 195 in May of 1980 with a full first full appearance in Avengers 196, which is one of the coolest covers for the Avengers period. I love that cover. It, it shows how crazy he is at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, he has sword out, crazy skull mask, has the shield. It's it's a solid piece of comic art. Well, let's learn a little bit more about the character of Taskmaster. So his aliases, um, as we mentioned earlier, he is commonly known as Tony Masters in his real life, or at least that's what many people think. He has had uh, nicknames such as a Barney Toastmaster. I haven't Who? confirmed where that came from, but uh, that's what I found on the wiki. Uh, oh, Deadpool no. calls him Tasky. Which, which is, yes. of course, he does. Yes, of course. And uh, he has also been known as Captain America, <laughs> which um, I think he filled in or, you know, I know he trained, you know, a couple of the 
U.S. agents and stuff like that. So, so maybe he filled in for Cap at some point. His costumes, he's actually gone through a couple iterations. So his original one was the skull face mask with kind of crazy eyes. He had a white hood, but an orange cloak, uh, had some orange trim, dark and white color scheme, a T logo shield, and sort of pirate style boots and gloves. Very uh, piratey at the beginning, with especially <laughs> with the sword <laughs> yeah. that he had going on. But it was still kind of interesting design. The pro of, of this is that his branding was really on point. He's got a great color scheme with the dark and the white and the iconic profile with the hood and the cape and everything. And then the uh, the big T logo, it's in his belt and his shield. Um, the bad is he wears this these white briefs over <laughs> over blue and black, which is not terribly flattering. It's it's, it's a very in its time. Yeah. 70s kind of design you get, that, you get the superman the red <laughs> underwear on the outside let's just go with a, a white bikini brief kind of <laughs> like over this it's like what it's, um it's a product so of the time that's that's kind of weird <laughs> but um but you I, know i think he, most people are just staring at the skull face and don't the notice skull. they don't notice the they're unfortunate like, hey, what's choice with the, uh, tidy whities later he had a redesign uh, for a mini series that came out where he had a metal skull mask it was less sort of human skull shape and it was more like a skull streamlined skull design there was a blue hood with blue black armor and white armor padding on his shoulders, legs, and, and arms, and uh, white gloves. So very kind of cool. Um, th th this was in one of the miniseries that we're going to talk about a little bit later with sort of a manga feel to it. That costume also included holographic projectors as well, where he could disguise himself on missions if he needed to, which was kind of cool. Then after that, he went back to his original uniform style with a little less piratey flair, but with an all-white hood and cloak instead of orange. A little bit of orange um, trim, but mostly stuck to the very gruesome skull face mask, which some people thought even in, in his combat, they think, oh, is that your actual face? Yeah. Do you have this mm -hmm. sort of red skull kind of thing? And he's like, no, it's a mask. I wear this. Like, no, but no one. Yeah, very few people has act, have actually seen his real face. And he wears this um, for a couple of reasons, but mostly it's just to have that um his face hidden so that no one can see his actual emotions and he's harder to read even though when he's reading other people hmm. mostly his settings his his sort of base of operations has been his penthouse in new york city uh, he's formerly worked for aim so he's worked at aim island and of course taskmaster academy he has had jobs uh, as we mentioned as a mercenary thief assassin and most notably as a combat instructor for both for sides <laughs> for both sides yeah Affiliations include the Org, which is a secret organization that sort of acts as um, a villain message board. I want to say it's 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 a way. How would you describe the Org? They are basically the people pulling the strings on the outside, and specifically for Taskmaster, they pull the strings because he doesn't really have an idea of what's going on. He has bare bones of an idea, but he doesn't get the big picture. Yeah, so specifically for him, they kind of act as his surrogate memory and they provide him with assignments and remind him where to go, even when he can't remember. Uh, but they also supposedly are sort of a way of letting uh, enemy organizations know what's going on and, and things like that. Or at least on the surface, that's what Taskmaster thinks. 
Um, he has also been affiliated with the Secret Avengers. He is formerly a member of Hydra. He has been a member of Power Elite, Hydra's Avengers, the Frightful Four, and the Thunderbolts. Supporting characters in the Taskmaster comics and storylines, he's uh, often been a partner with Black Ant, formerly Ant-Man. Uh, he's been teamed up in one of the miniseries with a waitress named Mercedes Merced, an unfortunate person that got kind of caught up in the action and had to come along with him. And uh, he's also had a lot of hired help. He's hired Albino, Batrock, Oddball, Copycat, Constrictor, Deadpool, and Weasel. His students, of which there are many, and I'm going to try to make this a shorter yeah. list, include uh, members of AIM, the Avengers Initiative. So after Civil War, they had this whole Avengers Initiative storyline. There's a whole comic series. So there's a bunch of various members of that, which I'm not going to list, but just I'll just say the Avengers Initiative. Cyber Ninjas, <laughs> Secret Empire, Hydra's Avengers, Ultimatum, the Hydra High Sect, the Power Elite, Lords of Living Lightning, Sons of the Serpent, the Black Choppers, the Trenchcoat Mafia, the Militiamen, and the Inquisition. Several members of those were created just for the, this miniseries in 2010, yep. and they're hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's the, so good. The Cyber Ninjas and the Militiamen, the mm -hmm. guys dressed up as like, you know, the Revolutionary War. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's really fun to see that. And I hope that some of them like, kind of make like a comeback because it's all these like criminal organizations that, you know, have all these thugs and everything. Another student of his was Red Skull when Red Skull was in the clone body of Steve Rogers. He sort of trained him how to fight like Captain America. He's also trained Diamondback, Blood Spider, Death Shield, Jagged Bow, Snapdragon, Crossbones, Cutthroat, Deadpool himself, Anaconda, Mad Dog, Jolt, Spymaster, Agent X, Spider Woman, and U.S. Agent. And pretty much any henchman ever all the henchmen <laughs> it's, it's just all the henchmen have been, have some sort of sort of been taught by someone who was taught by taskmaster or by taskmaster himself so taskmaster skills definitely get around antagonists to taskmaster include the avengers spider-man dawn of the dead we'll get to him later oh, um, a character named red shirt the uber henchman who works for <laughs> who works for an organization called Minions International Liberation Front, or MILF. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which, that's a great moment it's later. so good. He's also fought with Daredevil, the Punisher. He has trouble, as we mentioned, with Moon Knight um, and Deadpool, and many, many other heroes, but those are kind of the main ones. Yeah, I would I would say Deadpool is, is a frenemy, mm -hmm. even though Deadpool probably thinks they're best friends. Well, no. Yeah. Deadpool is, thinks he's best friends with Spider-Man, but... Yeah. He probably thinks that that Taskmaster is one of his better friends. So what storylines and comics do we have to recommend for the pull list? for Taskmaster. If you're going to re read some comics about Taskmaster, what are the ones that we have? I know you, you want to start out with this, so yeah. let's get going. We'll start off with the classic, his first cameo and first full appearance. So we're talking Avengers 195 and 196. He doesn't show up until the last page of 195, so you can really fast forward it and just read that page and then move on to 196. It's really fun because you get to learn about his powers, how he was 
watching TV, he saw that cowboy and he was able to use a lasso really quickly. He wanted to use it for sports at first, but there was no money in that. There was no, or there wasn't money in being a hero. So he's like, ah, let's go over here to this villain stuff. And then he's <laughs> like, well, I'll just train so I don't even have to get my hands dirty. Most of the time I can just train people to be henchmen. Yeah. But it's it's pretty fun. There's some, uh, what, am, what should I say? Like kidnapping of some heroes in that episode or in that issue. So you get to see him kind of sprawling out like all this information. He just shares it all. Like, you know how villains in that time period normally were like ah you found my secret base and then just going on to talk about everything about the base when they didn't like have an idea you know about really what was going on they're just like oh we found this place and then he just spills all this other information so (laughs) it's it's pretty funny and the character is just so out there and ridiculous but so cool at the same time Um, i'm digging the pirate look (laughs) <laughs> that he had in that that first appearance too how about you you know well i've mentioned how i feel about the pirate looks yeah. <laughs> especially with the the white undies so there's, there's like a lot of pirate characters like oh yeah nightcrawler had a pirate thing for a while like there's well, stuff it, all over the in place. the 70s there there was this whole design with like the big boots yes you know like these big flared out boots and the punisher had it too yeah i mean and everybody had that and then eventually we're like wait no one really uses boot cuffs and they sort of trimmed it down to make it more streamlined because those things can get caught you know they can get hooked on something so um a few no people still, still rock it out <laughs> no boot cuffs no boot uh, cuff. yeah he has he has a cape and a boot cuff and big flared out gloves and it's very um all over the he's place. not streamlined at this point for testmaster he gets his first miniseries in 2002 and it was interesting. The an- the uh, art style was very different. Uh, it had an anime flavor to it, uh, which I'm a sucker for, so I enjoyed the art. And and this was, I can talk a little bit about it. This was done by um, a studio called Udon Studios, which they, they have a bunch, kind of a talent pool of artists that all work together. The, I, there are specific artists that did the issues, but um, it, it says art by Udon. But yeah, it's very manga um clean color and everything mm-hmm. like that. yes they mostly do stuff for like street fighter and, and mm-hmm. yeah i i opened this book and i was like oh this is did i accidentally like pick up an anime book like did i <laughs> like anime adaptation of a comic but so it's really cool um art style the redesign for the suit i actually enjoyed it's it's pretty different uh you kind of talked about it earlier but yeah, I, definitely modernized it. Yes, much more streamlined. Uh, no more boot cuffs. That's, right. that's kind of gone. <laughs> um, in this story, Testmaster is much more of a vigilante for hire. Uh, he has like um, actual business cards that say like yeah. Tony Master, like like that whole spiel, and he's kind of kind of like a pretty boy, golden boy kind of a storyline. He's very clean cut. But he just does all this crazy stuff. And it's it was cool just for the fact that within the art, when they're showing off his powers, which is which we'll talk about how they how it differs from the 2010 way they show it in that miniseries. But in this one, it's when he's like flipping or doing anything, it's showing him in each in each kind of stage of a flip. But in each arc is a different hero 
that he's using it for. So in the first part will be like Spider-Man. The next part will be Daredevil and, and then the next will be Punisher. So it's, it was interesting. They're just kind of like faded out, but you can tell like, Oh, they're trying to show like, this is his progression. What character he's using in that exact moment, which is pretty fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. The storyline on the other <laughs> hand is, so yeah. I have something to say. Uh, okay. So I think, uh, on the plus side, it, it's kind of a good standalone uh, popcorn movie sort of spy uh, st- story, right? I mean, it's it's a Jason Bourne meets 007 in the comics world with with a manga flair to it. And, and it's very cliche and it's kind of predictable and it's a little bit sexist. I'm just going to say it like it's. Um, it exploits women <laughs> yeah and, let's and, just use and that their, and their um you know in their design and and stuff like that and it's just it's it's kind of like i feel like the the soundtrack would be like wow 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 you know it's it's kind of just like i don't know yeah i mean not the greatest story but i mean there were some cool spy moments but not it was like, okay, well, this doesn't, it just kind of shows him on a job. It doesn't really redefine the character or anything like that, but there are some fun moments of like when he uses his projector and when he's like uh, watching the guys count cards at the casino and he finds that how he's cheating and stuff like that. And neat to see taskmaster in action. Yeah, it is. It is much more of like a James Bond feel like you said. Yeah, and when when he's watching the the martial arts movie to push himself to the limit so he can move faster, he like he learns him he learns how to make himself move faster by watching this old martial arts movie of this guy doing stuff at like double speed, but he oh. finds out that if he does that, he's going to push his limits so he only has a limited amount of time to try to beat this guy because uh, his his the villain that he's fighting um because if he uh if he doesn't do it right, he's going to become exhausted. So like little things like that, where he's like tweaking his powers and, and trying to figure stuff out. Other than that, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's a little cliche. Yeah. I, I think it's mostly on the list just because it's his first miniseries. Yeah. I think I know why he didn't get another miniseries for eight years. <laughs> well, there's probably, you know, they, they probably gave it a shot as, as this is 2002. I mean, you, you had storylines, for anti-heroes were were kind of big. I mean, Deadpool was had a, had a couple solo runs and you had Venom and stuff like that. So they were like, who else can we who else can we turn into that? And Marvel especially had a lot of anti-hero kind of dark characters that they were like, who can we make into like with Marvel Knights and, and stuff like that? So they're like, let's try it with Taskmaster. They tried it, you know, probably some success. But yeah. like this is the first time I've ever heard of like this particular storyline. It was OK. But then I'm really, really glad they they gave him another mm-hmm. storyline miniseries, a four issue miniseries in 2010, which is which is definitely my pick. If you're going to read one story, I, this would be my pick. Yeah, same. Um, 100%. Which uh, the storyline is called Unthinkable. And uh, you can probably get a trade paperback or you just find it online. It's also on Comixology. So this is his second solo miniseries. And it definitely has a love for the character and appreciation for his abilities and his backstory and it ties into 
the greater Marvel universe in such a cool way. And I don't want to spoil too much. We, we kind of talked about this, like how much should we give away? So we're not going to give away the big twists that relate to his character, but essentially the storyline is there's a $1 billion bounty on his head because the rumor is he's um, they think that he's uh, a traitor who's given secrets and Intel to captain America, who is in charge of the anti-terrorist task task force. So all of these organizations that taskmaster has trained aim the cyber ninjas, like the, yeah. all these people uh-huh. that I mentioned before the inquisition Hydra, you know, the sons of the serpent, all the, you know, the inquisition, all these guys <laughs> with uh, guns and everything um, are all like at midnight. It's like, boom, we got to go after mm-hmm. him. And it starts with, tony masters not in costume in a cafe and he's like i don't know where i am and he's kind of got this memory loss and he's at this cafe and there's this waitress who's who's uh with him whose name is mercedes and he's kind of like oh I, i like you and he's trying to talk with her and then this aim agent comes in he's like hey there's a bunch of people that are going to try to kill you in a couple minutes, but I, but you trained me and I respect that. So here's a costume. I'm going to give you a fighting chance. And it's like, what? It's, yeah, it's such it a was. cool start mm-hmm. for a story. And then all of a sudden, you know, it just goes to town. Like it hits the fan and yes. all of these dudes on the outside mm-hmm. try to kill him. He, he just snaps and puts his costume on somehow. As one does. The waitress gets caught up in it and the, the cafe, blows up of mm-hmm. course yeah but ima- imagine kind of like with john wick when the bounty gets put out on yeah, him like yeah. the insanity that ensues in that uh-huh. film this yeah this is that moment yeah this is this is very it's very john wick it's like jason Bourne, john wick kind mm-hmm. of deal it's it's a really fun series there's some really funny moments it's but there's also some really like i want to say heartbreaking but like really like touching empathetic moments mm-hmm. where you're like oh man this he's a tragic hero. Like he, he did some, he made some mistakes in his life. There's a reason why he's considered a villain because he went after money for his jobs. And he basically on a mission to raid a Nazi encampment. Um, and I want to say it was like South America or something. Yeah. And, um, or he was found it, this, was it Mexico, Mexico? I, it's some, it's some like hidden, nazi camp or something like that in in like recent history on a previous mission and and i'm trying to i'm kind of like dancing around the details here but uh uh so he finds an injured scientist named horst gorscht (laughs) yep and the scientist who's dying is like i'm just gonna tell you what's going on and he explained that they made a version of the super soldier serum kind of like what Captain America had, but because it's Nazis, it's not exactly the same. And the idea was to make um, a serum that allowed people to learn instantly and give people uh, the ability to mentally just like learn stuff super quickly as they would want the Nazi race to do. Uh, It was called the mnemonic primer serum. So, you know, Tony Masters hears this and he's like, oh, I already have this ability to kind of learn stuff, but this would like hone it to its hundredth percent. And I, I kind of want that. So he injects himself with the serum and it super improves his ability to learn new skills instantly. But there's a downside, as there always is with these things, uh, is that it overwrites his own memories from his life up to that point. So as he learns these things, these uh, fighting abilities, these melee combat skills, weapon skills, um, bits of his life before that moment uh, start to go away. And eventually they do go away. And every time 
that he takes on new assignments or he kind of loses his memory, he he finds out about something that he did, which is bad, and he thinks he's a villain. He's like, I must be a villain because this bad stuff that happens. So even though he's kind of could be a good guy, uh, he he gets, falls into this loop of thinking that he's a villain. And and because he sort of did that to himself, he sort of erased his own memory. It's very it reminds me a lot of Memento, but in, yeah. in, a, mm-hmm. in a heightened superhero style, which is really cool. Yeah. And I'm and I'm not giving away all the details, but, um, you know, hopefully that's a hook enough to get if you're listening to this to, yeah. to read this storyline for yeah. sure it's it's so good it's so good yeah john john wick memento there you go if you like <laughs> either of those you'll like task this yeah task it was written, it was written by jeff van lenti or lint uh and the artist was i'm probably gonna say this wrong uh hefte paulo so really cool artwork uh, it's it's definitely not manga style it's a little bit uh kind of a rougher almost like messy ink kind of style it reminded me a little bit of uh francis lena uh you who did a lot of like x-men and stuff like mm-hmm. that yeah kind of like kind of a rough pencil you know ink style and the writing is is funny and snappy and you know he's making jokes and the people are making jokes and there's a lot of different characters that that show up a little bit later and avengers and stuff like that so i, I definitely recommend this uh it's it's it was so surprising like oh wow this is such a good and it it, it goes from one to a hundred real quick you yeah. are off to the races and yeah. one of one of the, the really cool things about the series on top of the storyline and how i enjoyed the art but it was the way that they showed him using his powers in the comics because yes. mm-hmm. it it essentially it shows him fighting but then depending on like the angle, there is a rectangle shown around him. It's like an x-ray box. Yeah, exactly. It's it's like an x-ray. And so like you'll see his hand or his foot on the outside, but on the inside, pairing up perfectly with where his body position would be is whatever hero or villain he's using in that moment. Yeah, it is a really cool style and a good way to show like, hey, I'm going to do this and mimic this uh this memory, the skill that I have. And it, it was a cool way instead of like, cause visually I think there was a couple times where it just showed it and it didn't even explain it, but you, you could see, Oh, that's, that's Spider-Man punch mm-hmm. or that's a daredevil crouch or something like that. And it was a really cool way to, to show stuff like that too. The interesting thing about it is I, I had always thought of taskmaster as being this person that, you know, has just absorbed all these different like abilities or, or mm-hmm. fighting techniques. And you would think that he's just naturally using them but he actively is thinking about which one he wants to use in specific moments. And so in the comic at one point, he's like, well, I haven't used this person in a while. So let me yeah. pull this one out. <laughs> right, so it's, right. it's so interesting. His, his character arc is really well done in the series and he, he has a lot of fun. And so you as the reader have a lot of fun, but yeah. like you mentioned, it's, it's kind of tragic at times. And so this, the, it, it like brings you on that gamut of emotion. Yeah, it also shows, you know, we mentioned in the first issue, but also in like the second and third issue, it mentions other minions that he's taught and henchmen that he's taught. And that's one of the the big bad villain who's not remarkable, but he's kind of silly. We mentioned him. He's his name is um, he calls himself Red Shirt, the Uber henchman. And one of one of the guys that he's working with is like kind of snickers when he mentions like, I am known as red shirt. And he kind of laughs and he's like, why are you laughing? And he's like, 
don't you know what red shirt means it's like have you ever seen star trek no <laughs> yeah it's it's uh, never mind <laughs> he's kind of like so they kind of wink and a nod at, at the ridiculousness and then the red shirt calls himself you know he's like and we're gonna they're gonna know that we're dealing with um you know the minions international liberation front and then the guy the same guy's like that's milf the the acronym is milf like <laughs> you're seriously gonna call it that so and he's like and then he chops the guy's head off so, yeah. so mm-hmm. it's it's uh it's 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 very like you know silly and it, that moment is very silly so like the villain is not meant to be taken seriously but um uh, but it also can we talk about dawn of the dead yes please so in the second issue uh they go and check out he's trying to find leads to why this is happening and why he's being hunted and and you know where where it started and he's kind of like following the clues and there was a clue that he had to go to mexico and he finds this guy that uh is sort of a contact of course he doesn't remember him being a contact but dawn of the dead remembers him and it's a uh mexican D-O-N. D-O-N of the dead and he's got this uh dios de los muerto um uh, sort of theme with a skull mask and this big sort of mariachi hat with black and you know it, it's very you know borderline kind of racist and uh but then you find out i mean this part i will spoil because you find out later that um he's a white guy just acting really you know offensive and and he does know him from his past, but then, you know, uh, you know, uh, Taskmaster kind of takes him out. But but he's he's a he's kind of a ridiculous, stupid character. Yeah. Um, a in, in a good way. Like he's a he's a very silly, like Deadpool-y kind of character. But unfortunately, he's dead. A, so. a, a cool moment that's involved in that issue, too, is you find out why uh, Taskmaster why uses the skull, the skull yeah, which is cool which is really smart really well written yeah and that yeah that that has to do with um it's it's basically like the first people that he trained um it's kind of a homage to that so it yeah it's it's a it's a great series so uh taskmaster 2010 series called unthinkable definitely look it up and then you have one more um little favorite full list slash um maybe your grail find i don't know if do you have this issue i have i don't have this issue uh but i I have a different one for the Grail find. Just, just the pull list. But I, yeah, just an issue that I think everyone should read if you're a fan of Taskmaster is Cable and Deadpool issue 36 written by uh, Fabian Nicieza and then artist Riley Brown. Uh, in this issue, basically Deadpool has um, been, I want to say like blacklisted from jobs as a mercenary, but he's just not getting any jobs at all. So his thought is, oh, I'll break Taskmaster out of prison or out of his like convoy to the next uh, area that he's going to be going, and then I'll break him out, and then he'll fight me, and I'll beat him, and then people will give me jobs. And so it's just this insanity that ensues, and Taskmaster's like, okay, and then they fight, but Deadpool handcuffs his hands and feet together and then is just fighting, and it looks like this all-out battle. And Deadpool wins and Deadpool's basically like, oh, hey, thanks for making it look real. Like, I appreciate it, uh, even though he doesn't get jobs afterwards. 
Uh, but Taskmaster calls him out. He's like, no, I tried to kill you. Like, like I tried to beat you. And he basically says, like, you're a lot better than you think you are. And so you find out, like, Deadpool's style, like, Taskmaster can't mimic it because it's so erratic. Yeah. And it's it's really fun. It's a really fun issue. And it's it's quick. Just that single issue, 36. Um, and then Deadpool basically at the end is like, well, if they're not going to give me jobs as a merc, I'll be a hero. And, of course, <laughs> that doesn't go as planned either. But uh, it's yeah. just a fun issue to grab. But like we said earlier, if you are going after a single story for Taskmaster, go Unthinkable 2010. For sure. Let's take a little bit of a break, and we'll be back uh, in just a bit. Hey, everybody, you've heard us talk about our host site, The Geekly Grind, before. Well, now there's even more to geek out about. We're proud to announce The Geekly Grind Podcast Network. Right now, the network features three geek-centric podcasts. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, featuring weekly episodes about anime and manga from Viz and Funimation. Knights of the Roll Table, a funny and family-friendly D&D role-playing adventure with original homebrew settings. And Comic Book Keepers, where myself and my friend Lance talk about one comic book hero, villain, or team, one issue at a time. The podcast you're listening to right now. We're also on the lookout for other geek-centric podcasts, so if you know one or make one, be sure to tweet us at The Geekly Grind and let us know about it. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks for geeking out. You know, the best way to support us is by leaving a rating and review. A five-star rating goes a long way on Apple Podcasts, and a review about what you liked in the episode does so much more. Plus, we like to hear who's listening to the episodes, and we enjoy reading it. So we hope you enjoy the show as much as we love making it. Please be sure to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, Podbean. If, if there's a place you listen to your podcast, there's a way to review it. So if we're yeah, there, Google just podcasts, leave, we're just on that. I uh, just applied for uh, Amazon Podcast is starting to be a thing Moving now, up so in the world. Should be on that. Well, they're they're new. I know we're so, getting on the ground uh, floor. But if you are able to leave a review, we definitely would appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, we have a couple different ways you can contact us on social media. Uh, one of the main ones is on Twitter at CBKCast using the hashtag CBKCast. If you want to get our attention with your what if ideas, every episode we feature our what if we'll get to this a little bit later or any questions or comments about anything we discuss in the show, anything comics related or comic book character related. We want to know about it. We're also on Instagram at CBKCast as well, where we post um, images from the characters that we talk about comic book keepers is hosted by the geekly grind be sure to stop by the geekly grind for all things geeky from comics anime and manga to board games video games rpgs and more take a break from your weekly grind at the geekly grind and don't forget to check out the composer of our theme song arcane anthems our good friend weston makes royalty free music for tabletop role-playing games campaigns streams and podcasts you can check out his amazing work at Arcane Anthem on Twitter, TikTok, and you can actually get all of his music for free on his Patreon. So go ahead and check him out at Arcane Anthems. Arcane Anthems. Anthems. And Weston's TikTok stuff is parody songs. That so funny. 
real songs music, but it's the lyrics are changed to be about D and D stuff. So it's really great. So good. Great covers. And then his, his arcane anthem stuff on Patreon is like all this really cool moody and, and uh, adventure kind of like background music. So it, it's almost like two different things, but mm-hmm. yeah, definitely check out both because uh, if you're into D and D or you know, for whatever reason, like both of the things that he makes are really fun. And now let's get back to the issue. Okay. Now for everyone's favorite part, the grail find. That's right. The grail find. So for this issue, uh, we are talking about obviously Taskmaster. So my grail is uh, Avengers. I have both Avengers issues 195. So first cameo and 196. Uh, first full appearance with that awesome cover we talked about earlier. Um, but what makes 196 a little bit more special for me, I was, one, I was able to get it uh, before all the madness happened with everything with the announcement. And so I got it before the price skyrocketed of, of this character going to be in Black Widow. Um, but I had the opportunity of one of the uh, local comic shops that I would frequent quite often uh, was actually going to a convention where George Perez was going to be doing one of his final visits because it was announced that this past year he was kind of his last uh, run of the circuit. And so I actually, I couldn't attend the con, but I passed the book on to him, one of the owners of the shop and he was able to get uh, my issue 196 signed by George Perez, which nice. uh, is a very... Uh, uh, sought after. Oh, I don't want to say sought. It was a. It's a big piece for me just because I love George Perez's art, and that cover is one of my favorite Avengers covers ever. That's really cool. Now, this was before they announced Taskmaster as a Black Widow. Yeah, villain? I had I had purchased the book before they announced it, just because I I really enjoyed. There were rumblings, but they hadn't come out and said anything yet, and mm. so the issue started going up tiny bit but then once they legitimately announced it it jumped a lot you're into you're into getting these issues i'm just like i just want to read it yeah (laughs) oh yeah collecting stuff as much anymore collecting is an obsession at this point that's a young man's game i'm into the uh (laughs) i'm into the appreciation of the arts i I, that's cool that's that's a good issue to that's a really great issue to have Mm -hmm. very nice do you hardly I'm here to offer you a job. Excellent. Everyone wins. Refuse. No one gets out alive. And I turn you over to my employer. Limited time offer. Clock's ticking. So Taskmaster has been in a few different adaptations um, as one of those characters, villains, that has popped up here and there in various media. Um, we're going to mention a few different animated versions that he's been in. Um, of course, the live action debut and a few different video games and merchandise even. So first of all, we'll start with animated uh, forms. He was most notably in the uh, Ultimate Spider-Man TV show voiced by Clancy Brown. And according to the Wikipedia, he was it was briefly voiced by Stan Lee. <laughs> That's awesome. Which I'm kind of like, wait, what is that? But I, it's maybe, you know, because Taskmaster in person, disguises people? himself yeah. as different people. So I, I'm thinking maybe that's what it was. It was like, let's get Stan and he'll be like this, you know, somebody that 
Tasky was, uh, you know, posing as or something. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. But Clancy Brown, if it, um, he was the voice of Lex Luthor in, in uh, JLA or the Justice League cartoon and he's an amazing actor he was in you know, the villain highlander he's an iconic character actor so um really cool voice kind of a deep deep voice i can't even do it um but really uh, no it's it's deep but it's but it's kind of this kind of like powerful commanding gravelly no, voice can't do that <laughs> so really good actor to uh to voice tasky he was also in the avengers assemble cartoon again voiced by clancy brown he was in the full-length Avengers movie called Avengers Confidential, Black Widow, and Punisher. And there was also another uh, animated movie, Iron Man and Captain America Heroes United, um, which Taskmaster was in as well. And I want to say both of those were on Netflix. They might still be on Netflix, but I did not, I know I definitely saw them they, a while ago. They might be moved over to Disney Plus at this point. That's true. Yeah. So th- check those out. I mean, you know, I can't say for the quality of the movies, but at least it's neat to see Taskmaster featured. And I think it was the Avengers Assemble designs that I, I was kind of flipping through some review stuff for, for Taskmaster on YouTube. And the design of his costume is really cool in the cartoon. It's it's streamlined. It still has this skull face, but the uh, costume itself uh, they did kind of get rid of the the tidy whities in the front. It's it's good. more of like this little yeah, white uh, white sort of band in, in the bottom of his belt. But um, it, it yeah, it's a really cool design and yeah. and I, I like how streamlined it is. It's it's much different than the movie. Speaking of, he's gonna be the main antagonist in the MCU debut. He's going to be in the Black Widow 2020 movie. Now I say 2020 movie tentatively at this point <laughs> tentatively. <laughs> Let's hope we get the Black Widow movie by the end of the year. Um, yeah. We're recording this September, you know, late September. It's supposed to come out. I think at this point, the latest I heard was December. Yeah, uh, I and have no idea anymore. We'll see. I mean, I think Marvel really wants Black Widow to come out in theaters. It's obviously going to have a lot of really cool, interesting information and some amazing action. And I love Black Widow as a character. We, you know, we mentioned that in the last issue that we did and i can't wait the interesting thing with black widow is you notice that we didn't really mention black widow in antagonists earlier when we talk about comics uh, black widow and taskmaster in the comics have not really interacted at all in my research they only interacted really once kind of when he was when taskmaster was working for norman osborne and um Black Widow was in the Avengers and they kind of had interaction there, which is interesting. Like he's not Black Widow's like arch rival or anything like that, but they're both kind of, you know, secret agenty, like um, assassins, you know, mercs for hire in in certain respects. So it makes sense that they kind of have some interesting skill sets and she's one to take him on. So I'm really interested to see how he's integrated and and I hope that he sticks around a little bit because he's such a cool character. I, I have a feeling I have some theories on like, yeah, I do too, but we'll talk about, maybe we can talk about him later when the black Widow movie comes out. But anyway, uh, it, yeah, it's, he's obviously very mysterious and shrouded and it's going to be really interesting to see like how he plays out in live action. Mm-hmm. They're just playing him up as a super tactile, like, you know, action centric. Like he doesn't have any, dialogue so far in the trailers yeah. or anything so it's gonna be really interesting to I, see him i'll i'll just throw this out there i'm not so sure it's gonna be a he yeah 
Yeah, same. Yeah. Same, same. Okay, so he's also been in several video games. He was in Marvel vs. Capcom 3, voiced by Steve Bloom. He was in Marvel Avengers Alliance, Lego Marvel Superheroes, Marvel Avengers Academy, voiced by Adam Montoya. He was in the very recent and very awesome Spider-Man 2018 game, voiced by Brian Bloom. Taskmaster had like all these little side missions that he put Spider-Man on. He basically wanted to like watch Spider-Man like do his thing and everything. Mm -hmm. And eventually you get to the point where like you fight Taskmaster and and I think, you know, if you beat him, then he kind of admits to why he was doing it. And he's also in the very recently released as of like a couple of weeks ago when we record this, the Marvel Avengers game that just came out. Um, we mentioned this a little bit in the Miss Marvel episode. I think he's he has a tie in with Black Widow in this game where he runs a private uh, mercenary group and has a history with Black Widow. So he's he's in the game. He's kind of got this interesting slight redesign you know with uh, with a skull face but like there's no pupils inside the skull it's like just black eyes and uh it's it's a little bit different but yeah that's uh so he's definitely in a couple of video games he's also been made into several toys with merchandise including several uh, funko pop figures uh he's been part of marvel legends he's been uh, made into toys with the marvel superhero squad and there's also a marvel universe greatest battles set which features his fight with deadpool which you talked about a little bit earlier where you get a taskmaster figure and a deadpool figure and you get to like fight it out and that sort of thing and i, I looked it up on ebay it was going for like 50 bucks 60 bucks yeah and, it, and i think it includes a copy of it like, includes like, the like, a, like a mini com like a mini yeah. version of it but yeah you can get the deadpool and cable issue 36 number 36 yeah for sure so if you're looking for that comic that's like already kind of high and you want the toys as well then that that might be one to look for so there's yeah definitely been some fun adaptations i recommend avengers assemble which i think you can find on disney plus and um, some of the other ones on uh, netflix as well now we come to the what if for this issue so like we do in every issue, we do what nerds do best. We talk about our favorite dream concepts centric around or centered around whatever topic we're really talking about that week. And this time, since Taskmaster is able to copy all these different fighting abilities, we thought who or what character outside of the Marvel Universe would you want Taskmaster to copy? And Chris, how about you start? Okay, well, uh, I looked up, you know, because Taskmaster can't copy anybody that has these superhuman abilities. So it's got to be somebody that's a, a a deadly fighter, like somebody that has like a really cool fighting style or unique fighting style or maybe even like weapons. So I went with Lady Shiva from DC Comics. Very nice. um, she is she's been mentioned by Batman as one of the most deadly and formidable martial artists in the universe, you know, the DC universe, which if batman is saying that it means that you know she's one of the most deadly uh martial arts uh fighters ever so uh she's also notable as the mother of uh cassandra kane uh, who's also known as batgirl she is a martial arts grandmaster and an assassin for hire who specializes in killing her targets with her bare hands so lady shiva is definitely uh, a formidable foe and i think if he copied her abilities you know he would just be unstoppable with hand-to-hand combat Mm -hmm. even more so than he is now even more so (laughs) no that's a good choice 
for me, I went with another female fighter. Interestingly enough, a character that first appeared in animation and then uh, was adapted into a comic for Avatar Last Airbender, which Ooh. is Ty Lee. And so there was, so they made an Avatar oh, The Last Ty Airbender. I, yes. Okay, okay. I love Ty Lee. So oh, yeah. Avatar <laughs> The Last Airbender. So uh, published by Dark Horse. Uh, Ty Lee is from the Fire Nation. She or was recruited by the Fire Nation, really. And so she was a partner with Princess Azula and her craziness. Um, but the cool thing about Ty Lee is that she is a, she's really good at acrobatics. But her thing is she's able to hit these pressure points. And so for people that can uh, bend a certain element, it can block that. But she can also paralyze people with just these quick jabs. So she's yeah. able to accurately hit these pressure points so quickly that people that have these massive powers can't even keep up with her and then they're just paralyzed they're on the ground can't use that limb anymore yeah. to the point where they can't even move so imagine it's funny because we've been i've been watching uh last airbender with my son like going through the series because it's been on netflix and we just got to the second season where um azula goes and uh, you know recruits tiny and mm -hmm. i forget like how fun of a character she is oh yeah she's, she's amazing they fight katara and she like punches katara and these little pop, 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 you know and, and then katara like her water bending is like you mm -hmm. know yeah and, and she's all like haha you know kind of having fun with it and it's yeah she's a great character oh my gosh yeah so just imagine like you're fighting taskmaster and then out of nowhere he just does these like quick jabs and you can't even lift your arm anymore it's just like, well, what what do I do now? You don't do anything. Taskmaster wins. So yeah. that's uh, my recommendation. I think that would be really fun to add to his arsenal. All right. That's good. Good. What if stuff? Um, so I think it's we're almost getting to the end of uh, wrapping up the episode. Is there any last thoughts on Taskmaster that we want to say? Um, a lot more interesting of a character than I even imagined. And I thought he was going to be interesting to begin with. So a lot of, a lot sure. of fun stories. One of, like you said it before, one of my favorite miniseries, like period, yeah. like yeah. right now, it was a lot of fun. If, if I was to recommend like, what's a good anti-hero at this point, it's going to be like, oh yeah, it's Taskmaster as a Marvel fan. It was like, oh, this is really cool to, to see how far reaching it is. Plus it's just a fun it's a fun storyline and it's written as uh, humor and there's some empathy and there's, and there's uh, action and, and um, plot twists and everything. So plot twists and everything. So all, all the stuff that, mm -hmm. that you need. Um, yeah. It's a lot of fun. And I'm really curious to see how, how he or she is, <laughs> is debuted in the, um, in the MCU. So that'll be really fun. Whenever Black Widow comes yeah, out, whenever. please, come, please, please, please let the movie come out, please. Just, I don't. I will pay money. I, I don't just care. I just want to see. I'll Black wear Widow. three masks in the theater. Just let me see the movie. <laughs> I don't think they'll let you in if you wear three masks. Eh, depends on what kind. Depends on the theater, I guess. It's time to close the book on Taskmaster. So until next time, this is Chris and Lance reminding you to keep your friends close, but your comic books closer. Oh,